Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about whether or not blood flow restriction training is part of our scope of practice as physical therapists. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I'm here at Champion PT and Performance with um, a crew of, of amazing people from champion we're really not at champion i guess i guess duesh is at champion but we should probably stop saying that but anyway we're from champion pt performance up in boston i'm here with dave tilly mike scaduto duesh podell lenny macrina lisa low i got it right i got it right lisa low not russell and dan pope right there that's good i now that you've officially changed your your, i did change my name to make it easier on you is it like official? Like you're you, fi- oh, it's like very officially my legal name. Yeah, <laughs> nice. That, that's that's awesome. Right? Okay. So not Lisa Russell. And on Lisa Zoom. Lowe. And on Zoom. I think there too. <laughs> that that's that's awesome. So well, welcome back, everybody. Lent. Who do we have for students today? I think we have some new students to introduce. Perhaps we have some new students. Um, yes, we get some. We get, actually, this is a really good group of students, um, and they are doing really well. Um, we have from left to right on your screen, Mike Barra. Michael Barrett, not related to Yogi, from Belmont University. We have Jeff Hatam from NYU. We have Selena, not Salina, Poppert. She is from Michigan, Flint. And we have Peter Johnson from Kentucky. Very anticlimactic ending there with, with, with Pete's name, I yeah, felt like. Bill, we have John Smith from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> so I, don't know. I feel like we should go back to the student nicknames versus Lenny's uh, awkward enunciations. Of I, know, their, I like doing that. I like <laughs> but uh, I, I think we're getting there. Um, all right. Well, who's who is first today for students? What do we have for a question today? I got it. Um, so Rob from New York uh, asks, the recent announcement from the New York APTA has stated that blood flow restriction training is not within the scope of practice of physical therapists. So essentially, we are no longer allowed to perform BFR. This is disappointing. What are your takes on the safety of BFR and if physical therapists should be allowed to perform it? Sorry, I hit the wrong button. Uh, very uh, awesome job there, Pete. Um, very important and timely question, I guess. Um, for those that haven't heard, um, I guess recently the state of New York is uh, discussing and potentially have already released this, but the licensing board is um, is saying that blood flow restriction training is not within the scope of practice with uh, for physical therapists. And um, I think... Everyone, I think the community is taking this 
um, you know, obviously by surprise, but I think everybody's a little upset about this, right? This is, um, you know, a technique. BFR has been something that's been done for, for years by physical therapy in the state of New York. Um, you know, and it's, it's just, it's a really interesting dynamic that's happening when a licensing board comes in and says something so definitive, right? Because, you know, as new techniques come out, like BFR, dry needling is, you know, another one that pops up, right? Um, there's always that discussion because it's not specifically within the writing of our practice act, right? It doesn't say dry needling. It, it, so, you know, anytime there's a new technique, I think there's always these debates, but I think this is the first time this one's been kind of, you know, a surprise. So I don't know who, who wants to jump in and start talking about this first. I mean, what's, what's your initial gut reaction? Do you think there's any, any, do you think there is any concern on this? Do you think this is, this yep. is, you know, too much? Like, I don't know who wants to start. I do. I'm, I'm very concerned. Uh, when I saw that somebody posted it, and I don't know who the person is, and I don't remember who it is, so I can't credit them, but they first brought it to my attention on Facebook and then Twitter as well. And I, I'm afraid that this sets a precedent for other states too. But um, New York seems very picky in how they handle things. They don't allow dry needling as well. So they've never allowed dry needling. And now they have, I think they, BFR just kind of happened, I'm going to guess, in New York. And then the board was just like, wait what is this? We have to look into this and potentially regulate it. And they just put the kibosh on it and just said, nope, we're, you guys are done. So now the APT of New York has to hopefully take them to court and get this to be to slow down a little. But I, I worry that this precedent could hit other states where other states are like, you know what? We don't really know um, if PT should be doing this. And if it puts a safety issue into uh, the community for our, the patients that are being treated, then we need to stop this. But there is no safety issue, right? We know that the research is completely safe for all pop most populations. You know, there are contraindications like any other modality or any other technique or exercise, right? You got to have certain uh, indications and contraindications and precautions, even for exercise. So uh, I'm, I'm very surprised and disappointed. And I hope the state of New York, uh, I want to hear their rationale as to why they did this. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I'm upset with it and I'm hoping that the, they overturn this obviously. All right, State of New York, you've just been called out by Lenny. If you want to reply yeah. on Twitter to him, feel free. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, and I always try to take, I don't want to say both sides because that's that's weird, but but you you got you got to wonder what exactly it is they're thinking. And then I hate to say this, but I mean, you could argue this this comes down to politics too. Was there somebody out there actually advocating against this, right? Who, who, who is yeah. doing this that they don't want PTs to do it? It's like, Strength coaches, um, I mean, uh, athletic trainers, um, yeah. occupational therapists. I don't even know who is who would benefit if we can't do it. And the problem is we are the licensed. We are licensed by the states. So we are highly regulated more so than other professions, right? So they can do this to us, but other professions won't have this regulation put on them, which is, right. seems unfair. Yeah, th theoretically, right now you could you could say that. So MDs, chiropractors, um, athletic trainers, personal trainers. I mean, heck, you can keep going down the list if you want to keep going there. I mean, this is you know bodybuilders, like, powerlifters, normal yeah. regular people who are just doing uh, it on their own. Dentists, yeah. right? Dentists, right. <laughs> right? I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean, all these people can do BFR, but for some reason, physical therapists are specifically not allowed to now because we added this this wording. Right. 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 Uh, what do you, what do you think, Dave? Confusing because like 
physical therapists, like our main thing, you could argue all the other stuff we do, but it's like, it's exercise. Like that's what we're supposed to be really, really good at is prescribing the right dosage of exercise for pain or injuries. And I feel like PFR is like the definition of a, a micro dosage of exercise or a type of exercise. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's getting murky because like, all right, if BFR is a little bit like outside of our scope, then like what other forms of modifications of exercises are also like not out of our scope, like right. so running program out of our scope, because it involves a higher intensity where BFR is a metabolic higher intensity. Like, I don't know. I think it just gets really gray because like, like, like you have said, like, I think if anyone is the person to do it, like athletic trainers, physical therapists, sports chiropractors, like we are the people who are literally in charge of prescribing exercise programs for people who are in pain or coming back from an injury. And I don't know, maybe people get nervous about like the cardiovascular risks and like the side effects that could come if you do it haphazardly, like, which I understand, but you could also, that's like a straw man. You can make an argument, anything. Like if you give someone like, you know, exercises for their hip day two post-op, they're not supposed to be doing like, that's of course another like concern. So I don't think it's like so much that the, the, the tool is the issue. I think it's the application sometimes. And I think sometimes it's just, it's just mind boggling to be like, okay, where do you draw the line in the sand for what is proper dosage of exercise versus not? So yeah, I just think it's very, very murky, you know, if you start saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like how you said too, like how, you know, exercise is like a big component of PT. If I were to say, you know, what, what, what would probably be is an equal of a com- big component of our profession is safety. Right. And I mean, we, we learn more about safety and precautions and contraindications than probably most of the other professions out there where everything is, is, you know, let's do is let's get people back as fast and as safely as possible. Right. And, you know, it's very interesting of, of such a profession that has so much, you know, classwork and, and background information on medical diagnosis and and safety and precautions and stuff as we do. It's really, it's it's surprising to me. Like what's next? Are we going to, can we not take blood pressure? Right. Like, cause we may occlude the arm for 30 seconds, right. Can we not take blood, blood pressure? I mean, that's really weird, but, um, you know, Dan Pope, you like, you like to restrict blood flow in people as a hobby. What, what, what's your, what's your gut here on this? What do you, what are you thinking? Well, it doesn't feel good. Right. I think, uh, I could make the argument that close to hundred percent of my patients could benefit from BFR, you know? So I, I love it. I think it's been phenomenal for me as a practitioner. We've been using it for years. I, I don't think we've had any adverse issues, you know, every once in a while you make a wound, a little seepy, and then you maybe back off, you know, that's probably the biggest problem that I've, I've experienced. Um, this one doesn't make sense to me. I, I guess needling acupuncturists don't want us to needle. They're the experts, you know, in terms of medication, we don't give anti-inflammatories. Doctors do that. You know, there's pushback from other professions, but this doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, I think we are probably the best profession to do this. And I don't know anyone else that uses BFR as much as we do or is better for it. And I think at the end of the day, it's, I can understand maybe why a state would be against it because it's a little gray and they don't want to try to push interventions that maybe are dangerous. Right. But like we said, there's, there's no reason for this, at least as far as we know. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it does set a bit of a precedence that physical therapists potentially don't want to take responsibility. Um, which I think if, if we want to grow as professionals and be that go-to expert for people with orthopedic problems, we have to take responsibility for the safety you know, or the harmful effects of some of our interventions, you know, um, I speak to my wife about this all the time because she's a physician and they have too much responsibility. It's like everyone is throwing the responsibility back at the physician, but then some of the other professionals aren't taking some responsibility. And I know this, you know, we take the responsibility for it, but 
I don't like the idea that certain states are not allowing us to utilize good interventions because there might be this perception of danger, right? I, I don't right. think that's a good thing. And the patients are the ones that suffer, right? You have this awesome intervention we know is helpful. It's going to really improve our outcomes significantly. There's a ton of research to support it. And there's, you know, very little concern, you know, and we're going to block people from getting this intervention. This, this doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And, and there's, there's actually been some great publications recently too, just specifically talking about the safety of it and the adverse effects that, that potentially have it. So we actually have publications like stating that. So, uh, what else, Mike, did you have, uh, something? Well, I just want to throw some fuel on the fire. Maybe I think (laughs) you guys all make great points. And if you, if you do look at the literature, it, it's pretty clear that BFR can be used safely with this, uh, with the right patient population. When I see something like this, my first reaction is it's reactionary to something that we don't know about that maybe went on. Maybe there's a lawsuit against the physical therapist or against the doctor in the state of New York, and, and this is their reaction is to, to kind of ban it um, right away. Um, it's interesting. I mean, maybe it's something that in the future will require a specific prescription from an MD, um, which would kind of make it a little bit interesting. You have to have it prescribed, you know, similar to other modalities, maybe something like shock wave therapy or something like that, where you may need a, a physician's prescription. Maybe that's the direction that they want to head and they're just getting out in front of it and doing a blanket ban for now. And then they'll go back and rewrite it. But I think there's, there's probably something that we don't know going on behind the scenes um, yeah. that the information will come out in the future. That makes, but that it, makes sense. Release that. Tell us, tell us there was a case, tell us there was an incident and they are halting it. <laughs> You know, like, let us know that maybe somebody knows that maybe somebody on the APTA of New York knows that and they haven't released it yet. But like, tell the public, put in your explanation, not just like, hey, we're shutting you down and and uh, good good luck. You know, it's just there's got to be a reason and tell the public so we have an understanding and, and we're not creating conclusions that are false. And I don't know, it just seems. I would run it differently, but that's me. I'm a normal person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and don't forget the the American Physical Therapy Association, you know, defines this specifically as within the scope of practice for physical therapists. So you know what I mean? Like, I, I you know, I, I, I guess there's some bias there, right? Perhaps, right? So, but like, you would think that you know that would be something that a licensing board would take into consideration. So it's almost like they're saying they're disagreeing, which is kind of odd, right? So. Um, you know, I, I don't, for me, I think like, you know, one of the things we teach in our BFR course that I, that I have with Dan Lorenz is that safety is of utmost importance. And as a healthcare provider, as a physical therapist, we, um, I think we excel in that right now you can go buy straps off Amazon and apply them to yourself and essentially strangle your leg with absolutely no, amount of known pressure without any uh, monitoring of how much pressure there is during the, the exercise, for example. Um, it is, it's, it's so easy for somebody to do this themselves. And what we're saying is, is we'd like to jump in and actually do this as safe and as effective as possible. Um, and I, to me, I think that's what's most mind-blowing about this decision is that it, it's not like BFR is like banned in the general public. So right now, like a personal trainer, a strength coach, or even a person, like an individual themselves, they can get any strap and apply it at any pressure without any monitoring of that at all. I think one thing that we really excel at, one thing we teach in our course is that if you're a healthcare provider and you want to be as 
safe and effective and as reliably safe and effective, as consistent as you can, then you have to do things like measure limb occlusion pre- pressure and you have to monitor that and you have to use the devices that can actually do that. So that way, that way you can prescribe a specific dose, right? A specific amount of pressure so that way you can get the response that you're looking for. Uh, heck, that's science, right? It's kind of crazy that, you know, like that, you know, we're actually doing it in a way that you could argue is so much more safe and effective than what the general public are doing, that healthcare officials and licensing boards should actually be pushing people to come to us to do this, not away from us and do it themselves at home or in the gym. So I think that's where it really blows my mind is I don't think there's a profession out there that is going to do it safer than us. And I'm not saying others are doing it unsafe, but there's no doubt we're going to do it well, right? That's, you know, one of our policies of champion, right? When if we're doing BFR on somebody, we you know, we have to measure limb occlusion pressure and, and do it at a prescribed uh, amount of pressure or otherwise we're, we're just taking a guess and that's not what's in the best interest of the person. So who knows? We'll see. I mean, I, hopefully this this is like a reactionary thing. Like Mike said, uh, something's going to come out of this, hopefully maybe positive, and it leads to just maybe better oversight, which you could argue might be beneficial for the, the profession of physical therapy down the road. But I do think this is something where we do have to stand up and we have to you know advocate a little bit for, for this because I think there's some general misunderstandings. So APTA of New York, you know, I appreciate, you know, your response. Licensing Board of New York, uh, if you'd like to respond, you know, just tweet directly at Lenny McCrina, Len, Len Mac PT, <laughs> and, um, and hopefully get into a, uh, uh, a nice, uh, pleasant debate on this. But, you know, very disappointing. Hopefully this doesn't set a precedent, precedent for the future, right, for things like dry needling and some other states even to, to kind of jump on this. Let's see where it goes. But, you know, I think the more we can do for some publications and research, research and, you know, some of the leaders out there, like, you know, the Johnny Owens group and, and, you know, uh, Owens, uh, uh recovery that they're just doing such a great job pumping up the research to support this stuff. I think, you know, we got to just make sure that doesn't fall on deaf ears. So, uh, great question, Rob. I know it wasn't really necessarily a question. I think we're all kind of disappointed by this decision. Um, you know, if this is new to you and you haven't heard about this and you believe in this, you know, look around, there's, there's ways to support this, this cause a little bit. I know a lot of people are starting to talk about, you know, getting some groups and petitions going and, and, and position statements going. So, you know, take a peek around, be as supportive as you can. And, and I think it will be great for the profession as a whole. So great question, Rob. Thanks again. If you have a question like that or anything else you want to talk about, head to MikeRano.com, click on that podcast link, and you can fill out the form to ask us a question. In the meantime, please, please rate, review, subscribe to us, and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRano.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReno.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.